Hello everybody, I am your host Will, and today on Entertainment we are talking about Overhype. Welcome back everybody. Uh, it's... I've been talking a lot lately about video games and so the next couple of topics should be up should be things that apply to all forms of entertainment and today we are talking about hype over hype over promising but before we even get into the section over hype we have to talk about why hype or you could use another term like marketing is valued hype drives sales and product relevance because in entertainment, you are competing always against all other forms of entertainment. Game of Thrones is competing against The Witcher, which is competing against Twitch streams. So the ability to sustain hype for your brand or your product is the most important in entertainment. In a personal opinion of mine, overhype is typically better than under. Because you would rather have people have interest in your product or your company rather than them just not knowing that your product or your piece of entertainment hasn't released. And the hardest thing to obtain is that relevance and that hype. And so there is some forgiveness um, that does eventually can come with overhype. An example I'll use is uh, Call of Duty. After the Black Ops and Modern Warfare 2 series, uh, the company, a lot of the, I feel like the company in general is overhyped because we just had, we were just getting back to back great games and there was a large dip in quality for a while and it seems we've kind of come back and if, if Call of Duty were just never relevant, like if it was underhyped. As you can see from my example, as if it was other hype, there'd be no point. <laughs> like, no one would care that it came back from having these crappy games because no one would know about them. And then now we have to talk about why overhype tends to happen. I feel like overhype happens because a product shows features that either don't launch or there's a miscommunication in marketing that ha doesn't show a realistic take of the product. Watchdogs at E3 showed many years ago, I think it was 20, I want to say 2011, 2012, showed stunning, beautiful graphics. And then when the game launched, it was like someone took a paintbrush and just smeared everything. And it, it left a bad taste in everybody because they showed off all these amazing graphics. Same with Division, had super insane graphics for its trailers. And then when you eventually got the game, you're like, oh. And it's not because of your TV or anything like that. It was just they reverted some changes and it just felt bad. Another example, not a huge movie person, but one of the times I experienced overhype going to the movies was uh, Jared Leto as the Joker and um, Suicide Squad. 
besides Jared Leto, because everybody knew the Jared Leto thing was going to be kind of weird from the beginning. Like, I don't think anyone saw that letdown coming. Like, everyone saw that coming. But what I was hearing was people were actually genuinely excited for the movie. They were saying it's going to be a great movie. The Jared Leto thing's a little weird, but we can overcome that. It's going to be a great movie. I show up, watch the movie, and I'm not a super... I don't get into the whole Marvel, DC, superhero stuff. It's not really my thing. That movie was a disappointment, not just from, like, comic book superhero standards, from, like, just a film-going person standard. Like, (laughs) the movie just sucked, and I felt like... I felt like if someone had told me, like, this is going to be, like, a B movie. Like, it's going to be an okay movie... And if I wouldn't have watched it, it probably would have turned out, I would have been, you know, my expe- expectations were met. And this is what I'm saying, like, the last example I use is obviously Cyberpunk. Comes out, it's broken, it's buggy. And the company is literally just living, they announced the game like five years before it releases, and then it's just getting delayed. Which I've talked about delays before, how they are never good in any situation. If a, if a product is not on schedule... Something has gone really wrong, and the company was literally just living off the hype of The Witcher 3, and then when the product released, people were like, this isn't that good. Like, the back the back frame isn't good, the, the coding isn't good, the game runs poorly, it's buggy, and it, as a result, CD Projekt Red's probably going to take a hit. Bethesda has this issue where they were started releasing just bad game after bad game. Bioware, you make Mass Effect, which I'll talk about a little bit later at the end when I talk about overhype. You had Mass Effect, Dragon Age, KOTOR. You had all these great games. Um, and you end up hurting your image when you're like, all right, Dragon Age Inquisition. You're like, oh, it's not great, but... You know, it was still a good game, one of my favorite games. And then you get, you know, uh, the MMO light game, Anthem. You get that, and that's a terrible mess. And it's you're at the point where you just don't believe in these companies anymore. And I just refuse to buy their games until they can prove to me, like Andromeda, they can prove to me that they can make good games again. And I guess this is kind of leading into the downsides of overhype. Which is, you can just lose interest in a company or product. You know? Like, long-term support is as a... If you are a content creator, you make video games, you do art. Whatever your medium is in entertainment. You want supporters that invest in you and your product and your brands long-term. Like, if they're in it for a day... That's cool, you know, you watch, like, one of my videos, I appreciate that, but it's, like, what you really want are the people who's going to be with you for, you know, a year, two years. They want to see you grow as a company, and they want to be a part of that growth. That's what, that's what, that's what everybody's fighting for. That's what people want. Another really big downside is that overhype, or this lack of interest in your company over an extended period of time, like I talked about with Bioware can cause like really long-term damage to your products. Magic the Gathering. I am a huge Magic the Gathering fan, but I just can't play the game anymore. 
they oversell products. The products are becoming overpriced. They are, you're in a, they're trying to drive this. A constant state of hype can be very tiring as well. So when people, when I talk, when I specifically talk about constant hype, you want to talk about like the, like Marvel movies do this very good thing where since it's only a, a Marvel movie is only two and a half hours, you experience the two and a half hour product. And then you have, you know, let's say you have two months before the next release. You have two, you have that two hour product that you can talk about for two months and digest it, love it, and develop the ideas and thoughts about the movie. In Magic, there are 200 and something cards per set. Sets are dropping constantly. There's new art. You don't have time. By the time you get the new set, another set's about to release and they're already dropping spoilers. You haven't had time to play with the cards. You haven't had time to play the cards. And then by the time you get to the end, prices on the game are going up. Like, And it's not like they're increasing the packs by like 50 cents, you know, because of inflation. No. They're doing these huge, like they did the $100 bundles. They are looking to grab whales out of their market and dump money into the game and they're shifting the game in a way where it just becomes do you have do you have <laughs> x hundreds of dollars of spare income each month to play this game and it's like if no you're not playing our game and that's a combination of poor cost you know cost management of the game poor marketing strategy over hype where you're just trying to dr- like they want this product to be your life and it's not it's only you know it's only the life for the people who work on it and that leads me to a very important part about overhype is you must leave something for a discovery there has to be if i want to convince you to watch star wars which i've had to do with you know many of people because you know you hear a lot of good and bad about star wars and it's it's rightfully earned. As a big Star Wars fan, I can understand why people would be hesitant to want to jump into something like that. I want to convince you to watch Star Wars. I don't just sit there and tell you the plot of Star Wars. I don't go like, here's, you know, I don't go, you know, <laughs> Anakin's this little boy, wins a pod race, you know, becomes Jedi, kills Jedi, you know, son saves him, and just go through all the movies like that. No, you have to like, Give people something to look forward to, something to discover. It's what I hate in movie trailers. Like I, ne- I wanted to watch the. I think it was Justice League. It was like one of the Batman versus Superman movies where, um, Wonder Woman end up showing shows up in it, and it's like that would I, it would be so cool if we could get that movie where Wonder Woman was not in the trailer. I wanted to experience. I just didn't go because I'm like, you've showed me everything. You showed me the villain. You've showed me Batman versus Superman. You've showed me Wonder Woman. Like, well, <laughs> I don't need to see the movie now. Like, you have, um, you have to have the ability to not tip your hand because, and that, and that is a life lesson as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really into the whole like giving people, you know, life advice, but not. Releasing all your information 
people will not get your best interest. So you have to reserve chunks of your game, your content. That's why you don't, you know, just con- ever tell everybody it's like, oh, I'm starting this new project. Because you want to keep it. <laughs> it's very weird because you want to drive hype, but you also want to keep expectations at its lowest point. Because when you do anything, when you have expectations at its lowest point, the game will be great. Like, I had zero expectations going into Mass Effect 1. Didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, cool, RPGs. I love RPGs. Oh, cool, space. I love Star Wars. I love space operas. This looks like a space opera. I play it. One of my favorite series of all time. And I guess this is kind of where the overhype portion of the of the podcast ends and I just want to spend the next two minutes uh talking about the new I've already beaten the new Mass Effect uh relaunch and if you don't want to listen to that that's perfectly fine I'll thank you for showing up and listening to me talk about hype um but for those who do want to hear my thoughts I was disappointed in the launch of the Mass Effect series from one angle where it came out kind of buggy. Uh, especially on consoles, I heard it was extremely, like, Xbox was borderline unplayable. I had the game crash on me on one specific spot in Mass Effect 1, like, 20 times in a row. Until I went in and physically fixed the game files. Then I... Got through that, and then I had some issues where it was like this bug where the mouth would move faster, the game would move, the physical actions of the game would move faster than the dialogue in a cutscene. And if the if the cutscene, if the dialogue wasn't over yet, but the mouth motions were, it would just skip to the next line. And so you would just miss chunks of people talking. But overall, I finally got back, played it. Uh, watched, you know, got through all the DLC, did everything I could, and it's still one of my favorite games of all time. If you haven't played Mass Effect, this new Legendary Edition, it's three games, all the DLC for $60. It's such a steal. Like, that that bundle is actually probably worth somewhere like $200. And you're just getting this for, like, for 60 And even wait for the summer sale, should be soon, for Steam. Pick it up because the graphics, even though they're a little bit better, the combat feels a tad bit more touched up. The combat in general, though, isn't great. But if you're super like me, you're super into stories. You like Star Wars. Like if you like Star Wars, this is a no brainer because it's basically a space opera and it's fantastic. But I want to thank you for (laughs) letting me rant about Mass Effect and talk about hype a little bit. A lot of these are just ideas I have spurred my head last minute. There's no like set schedule, but if you want to see more of these, hit me up on Twitter, um, comment below on YouTube, wherever you are, just, you know, try to reach me. If you have, you know, an interesting thought about hype or overhype, let me know. Cause I love having these conversations. That's why I do this. And uh, I love you all. Hope you have a good day. Peace out. <laughs>